Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Hope everything's going well for you. Life is treating me like a baby treats a diaper. <laughs> Don't think about it. Let's leave it alone. I know uh, what you're yeah, trying to... I'm not touching that diaper. I'm yeah, I know. right now. <laughs> I don't blame you. And that's, that's why men don't change uh, diapers. You know, we, we know what. Hey, there. wait a second. You're talking. I was a I was a very good diaper changer in my day. Trust me. Maybe my kids didn't think so, but I thought I was pretty good. Well, I changed a few too. I mean, you know, any man that's uh, that's worth his weight. Yes. You know, is uh, that's right. Has had to change a few. Hey, a uh, lot of things going on. Uh, one of the biggest things, Bill, is what's happening in Davos, Switzerland, with the World Economic Forum annual meeting and uh it's it's like dr strange love where i have a problem with the davos meeting these are guys yeah they are rich guys all getting together and you know some people that think that they are almighty and all-powerful we didn't elect them we didn't put them there no uh and why are they there telling us how to live our damn lives bill you don't understand they don't care whether you elected them or not because see they are the global elite. These are the richest, most powerful people in the world, and they believe, truly believe, their own press clippings. They believe that they are superior to us peons out here in the hinterlands. Well, I know that, and they like to talk down to us, just like I was watching some old press uh, clippings or uh, press conferences last night, uh, with, uh, you know, Corinne Jean-Pierre. And, uh, yes, yes. You, you ever notice how she talks down to you? Like, of course she you does. Know, yes. And I'm like going, you know, young lady, you'd get a lot more respect out of me if you talk to me and not talk down to me. You talk down to me, nothing good's going to come out of that conversation. Well, I don't think they care what we no, think. They don't. Because if they cared what we think, they wouldn't be meeting in the secluded uh, village in Switzerland. Uh, and deciding our future without any input from us, you know. Well, they don't want input from us. They don't want fact- what they don't want, Bill. Is they don't want countries with borders. They don't want countries that have a national pride like the United States. They want that to be destroyed. They're doing a mm-hmm. good job right now in the United States, tearing down our uh, the national fabric of our country. You know. Well, they had to get the right candidate in, and uh, I think they did. You know, because Joe is doing nothing. Uh, he's doing a great job of tearing it down. Yeah. He's opened up the borders. You know, we've got all kinds of whack job laws. We're attacking the First Amendment right now with a yep. bill that's in Congress. You know, the white supremacy bill that's out there that will basically, uh, you know, you go, oh, well, that's hate speech. That, that's right. But no, it goes a little bit further than that. Anything that you say that they go, oh, that's conspiracy. Well, now that that can get you arrested, locked up, and you know, the yeah, thrown away. I saw that yesterday, Bill. They yeah. have they have actually put a law, proposed a law in some states. I don't know whether it's uh, in in the House of Representatives or not, but I know in some states they've uh, presented a law that says if you say something which is in opposition to the the main view of something. You can be arrested as being a, a terrorist. They call, they call them a terrorist. Yeah, well, it's a Democrat from um, Texas. I'm trying to think of uh, Sheila Jackson. Oh, Sheila She's Jackson Lee. That's right. You're right. Sheila. She's Jackson the one that came Lee. up with it. 
And this will blow up the First Amendment. And by, by the way, with all due respect, she's as dumb as a box of rocks. All Truly. right, right now, that saying that right I'd be there, arrested and taken away. Yeah, you would, because that is white hate speech right there, no, no, according I, to that I don't. It has nothing to do with your skin color, trust me. Nothing well, we at didn't all. Say, we didn't even reference her skin color right. until right here when I said, well, it's a white supremacist thing. Yeah. So what would you assume? I, I, if you didn't know who she was, she was just a representative, period. Yeah. She Couldn't is, tell by the name. She has been in office, and they mentioned this last night on Tucker's show. Mm-hmm. Her sole claim to fame in the many, many years of her being in the House of Representatives is that uh, everything is a racial situation. Everything is race. Uh, every problem is a racial problem. It's it's white supremacy and uh, everybody else is, is being picked on by the, the nasty white uh, people in our society, which is nonsense. You can't say that about any race, but she's made a living doing this. All right. Now, let me ask you this question, because I'm not going to deny that there were racial things that happened in our history, you know, uh, but I believe we're beyond that point, but somebody's trying to reverse the hands of time and take his back. Now, in my mind, is this not black supremacy? Well, in, in a certain way it is. Yes. Uh, she's a political leader. Right. And she's, but that's, she knows exactly what, it's reverse discrimination. You're, yeah, that's true. But let me let me just say, you and I are old enough to remember the uh, the seventies and, and even the sixties. I remember the civil rights riots and and the turmoil and and upheaval that that Watts, California, yeah, I yeah, mean. in 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 Chicago and places like that. But we also saw our country grow out of that, become stronger, become more united. And by the 90s and the early 2000s, I thought we had come to a pretty decent place where everybody had a fair shot, that uh, that racial divide was a thing of the past and we were moving beyond that. But you're right. Suddenly, and I say this with all due respect, but I, I think it happened during the Obama administration where he walked back and grabbed that issue again and he made it his. That administration made it. See, a country. What was it? A country divided cannot stand. Is that the saying? A country divided cannot stand. So, well, a country divided if, cannot be united. I can tell you that right now. That's exactly right. So, if they can keep us fighting each other, we're, we're not going to succeed as a United States. It's just not going to happen. And but I, everything is put on on the white person. And again, I understand that you're going to, Bill, that's a racial thing you're saying there. But, you know, uh, I look at, I'll look at Japanese people in the, uh, uh, the encampments that happened during World War II. And, you know, that was a racial thing. Uh, you can look at anybody here, the American Indians. There have been all kinds. Of, and you know what? And it's look not at, just the white guy. Look, at, it, it doesn't uh, mean that these, that the whites didn't sin. Because they did. We all know that. History shows that there were evil people who were white who did some terrible things in our history. We know that. 
But as, on a Let's whole, see. on a whole, on a whole, yes. But then we are. You, good, I was just going to say, on a whole, we are. I think a good nation, a good people, especially the generation that is alive today. Well, I think so too. But I'm saying when you talk about the races, uh, there have been racial crimes committed by every race to other races. And, it, you know, it's not just white against black, white man against Indian, white man against, uh, you know, uh, Hispanic people, because there are Hispanics that, that, that can't stand certain races. And, you know, we could, we could, we could build in a whole encampment of different, of different races that hate each other, you know, or say they hate each other. Let's put it that way. You know, they don't hate each other, but we could build the case. I was uh, I was listening to a story uh, on a program the other day, and it's it was interesting. One of the biggest slave groups in the world during the seventeen and eighteen hundreds mm-hmm. was a black a group in Africa, a powerful gl- a black group in Africa who would go in country and kidnap tribes, people from different uh, tribes, mm-hmm. and take them to the coast and then trade them around the world as slaves so it can be it's not all white against black it can be any national if you're a person who has a a bad evil heart it doesn't care what color you are you know i mean you can be the worst guy in the world and look at i think of somebody like uh, maybe uh, you don't remember some of the younger listeners was it Amin? Idi Amin yeah. was a, a butcher. He killed yes, he was. thousands of his own people. He didn't care whether they were white or black. He just killed a ton of his own people. Uh, and I think that that's the case in every situation in any every generation. There are bad people of all nationalities and colors. And yeah, you really can't you can't put a racial label on evil and where it grows. It grows in the hearts of people of all color. And that's just it. It's evil. And anybody that says anything this, you know, pro them, anti somebody else, you know, the, you, now you're traipsing on that, that territory. And the person who's trying to sell you on the fact that a people of a certain color are evil, they themselves are evil. Okay. Well, Joe, Joe is pushing uh, like this, this proposition from uh, Sheila Jackson, and you know all this ambiguous language. If you go back and listen to Joe, even when he stepped in a big pile of his own mess, you know, then he would walk it back and then come up with some superfluous BS thing that he says. Ambiguous language. What does that mean? You know, and Joe has a history of uh, a blatant history of racism. Let's talk He's about from yeah. the old school. Let's talk about Joe. Let's talk about this guy who is seated in the White House right now. Um, how good a guy is he? I mean, like you said, back in the 80s, he was a racist. And it's not me saying it. It's not oh. something we made up. It's a matter of fact. You can go listen to him speaking on the floor of, of the Senate uh, in support of uh, segrega- segregation and things like that. Uh, yeah. We mentioned yesterday one of his closest friends was uh, Bird, Senator Bird from 
Um, he was a Ku West Klux Virginia. Klan, yeah. yeah, was a Klan's member. Uh, yeah. So th- he is not what he purports to be. And Joe will will change with the wind. But anybody who will sell his country down the the uh, chute, okay, uh, for money and his own personal gain, is a traitor, and and a, yeah. and a and not a good person. I don't care whether he has a million dollar smile. And by the way, that smile has gotten him years in the Senate. He just has a great smile. He can smile, and it looks it looks like it's sincere and it, and it's warm. Uh, but that's part of his toolbox. That's one of his things that he has and he's used effectively for, for decades. Uh, but it's not really him. He will, Any guy who can fly off to China or have his son fly off to China and sell access to secrets and documents and, pl- and plans and, and access to the country, this is, this is a, a bad guy. So we talk about uh, uh, we talk about race. Does it surprise me that he he is trying to sell this despicable idea that if you speak against somebody uh, and and they're a, a different different color, that can be like a, a racial terrorism. You can be arrested. That's that's just something that I would expect Joe to want. He likes divide. If you di- well, if you divided, you can't see what he's doing. Yeah, the, the 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 poison pill in there is not just really the racial thing. It's in there with getting the conspiracy and you speak against their narrative. It's a crime, and they can get you. So they're using the racial umbrella. Well, that's racism. And everybody, to be honest, really at this juncture, well, they hate racism. So right. if they're told it's still rearing its head, you know, well, I got to get on that bandwagon because I'm not a racist. And then all of a sudden, they don't see that, what you know, they're slipping you a Mickey uh, in, in this little cocktail of uh, racism. Because that's what it is. It's a, it's a cocktail that they've whipped up, and it's not the cocktail itself. It's what's in that cocktail, that bill, that really is, is the bad thing because... They want to lock us down. They want to control us. And if we speak out against them or raise a question to them, well, that would be grounds to lock you up. They are uh, describing us as the white uh, radical, uh, they don't say supremacist, but the the white radicals, uh, uh, the MAGA white radicals. I've heard Biden say just about that if not those exact words. He has said it. And I, you think to yourself, wait a second. He's taken a, an innocent political group like MAGA, and he's demonized it. He's grabbed it and demonized it. MAGA bad, white bad, Christian bad. You know, come on. You know, the church bad. Oh, but he's a holy man. Yeah, the, uh, he, this he, guy is bad. This guy is, uh, in my estimation, he he's not a good man. He's not uh, what he tries to pretend he is. He gets up and tells everybody that you know he's Catholic. I'm Catholic. Okay, I know what the tenets of my faith are. You know, I know where it stands on the right to life. 
he doesn't stand with that faith. It's a very important tenet, by the way, in the faith. They, they, they teach that uh, life is valuable, life is important, and it shouldn't be discarded. And every effort should be made to save life. That's what the tenet of the faith is. Yet Joe turns around and believes that it can be discarded like old Kleenex. And he pretends to be Catholic. But then mm-hmm. again, there's a lot of confusion in that faith because you can go to Rome and speak to the current pope and he'll give you a lot of confusing uh, thoughts on where uh, the religion is. He's a lot of people. A lot of people in the faith are are uh, not very happy with this guy. I'll, I'll read you a story. Let me just take a second before I forget about it. But uh, this was in the news yesterday. Seminarians from Barcelona say they were scandalized when Pope Francis reportedly used the F word and other expletives at a papal audience in Rome. According to testimonies from the seminarians, Francis ranted against effing careerists who F up the lives of others. The Pope criticized those who climbed to show their ass, that's what he ha- they have here, uh, the Italian media outlet Daily Compass reported on Monday. So this was in Italian press that he said this. The trainee priests were shocked when Francis also reportedly insisted that priests should never deny absolution to penitents in the confessional under any circumstances. Uh, This guy, he's supposed to be in the church. For those who aren't Catholic, let me just explain that they believe he's God's representative on earth, at least when it comes to things religious. Now, when it comes to things uh, earthly, uh, he's just a man, but when he when he speaks about religion, supposedly he's channeling God. But this guy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to get up in the papal ga- garments at, at any kind of function and to start throwing around uh, obscenities like that, obscenities, by the way, that I wouldn't use in public with my friends. You know, I, I don't go around uh, casually throwing the F-bombs around like it's no big deal. Uh, but yet, for the Pope to get up in front of seminarians, these are these are aspiring young priests. These are aspiring young clergymen. These are people probably in the most innocent part of their religious career. They want to be priests for God, okay? And this guy gets up there as the Pope of the Church, and he throws these obscene swears around like it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Um that uh, that is disgusting that is disgusting and uh, uh but yet we just buried a guy last week who got very little attention when they buried him pope benedict who was a traditionalist you never would have heard him talk like that in front of seminarians guaranteed it's funny because he he di- not funny that he died but he died and you know there was maybe a day to a day and a half tops talk about him and then just poof yeah, the story just fades away because he and was he was he was removed from office in uh, a very suspicious way, Bill. But the last time a pope died, you know, there was oh I know you know a, a, over a week devoted yeah to uh, you know I mean we talked about that for a month, uh, at least a month. Yeah, it was wall-to-wall coverage. All the networks carried it. Everybody had a representative there. Their anchors were in Rome doing 
their news programs, and it was an important event. But when this guy died, it was quietly squirreled away, and uh, they went on to the next story. Do we not care about people anymore, whether they're good or bad? You know, bad, I, I get it. But, you know, even look at the Queen when she passed. We That didn't stay in the news cycle very long. There there were other... Maybe what you just said is interesting. Maybe it's the news cycle thing. Maybe mm-hmm. it's because we have so much crap being thrown at us on a daily basis nowadays. So many stories that would have been major stories. Story gets overwhelmed. Yeah. the whole The whole society is just inundated with all of this news that's important, we just discard, we just take it for granted after a while. And somebody is deciding for us what we need to know and not know. Ah, forget about it. The queen's dead. Yeah. You know, forget about the Pope. He's gone. What do we care about him? You know, let's talk about Joe, you know, and how the economy is growing since he took office. Well, no, it's not because of him. It's because of things that happened beforehand. And oh, by the way, uh, COVID-19, you know, wrecked the economy. But now that certain restrictions uh, have been put into uh, place to where, you know, COVID's going away, all of a sudden things through osmosis are growing. But it it's not a natural growth, I can tell you that. We are headed for a major recession. All the economists will tell you Joe's policies have nothing to do with anything good. When I was a young man, Major stories lasted. Kennedy assassination mm-hmm. uh, lasted for quite some time. It was wall-to-wall coverage for a, a long time. The Vietnam War, when it ended, I can remember seeing the helicopters falling off the ships, being pushed off the ships. I can remember people trying to scramble to get on UE helicopters on top of the embassy in Saigon. I, I can remember them talking about it for a long, long time. The riots, yeah. the riots in Chicago back in the late, late 60s, that was big coverage. The story lasted. But then recently, the Afghan war, a 20-year war that we were involved in, was just unplugged, and we all moved on. Even though we lost $89 billion worth of equipment and we essentially surrendered the war the way we left, it was such an embarrassing uh, way to leave that we didn't have to leave like that. We didn't have. We could have. Has been, any of that equipment started showing up in other hands? Because well, to I me, think, I think if you look down down to our southern border, and you mm-hmm. see that w- civil war that's going on right now within within miles, I saw a video yesterday of uh, some cartel members on the Mexican side of the border shooting at our drones. We have our border drones flying along. Right. They were shooting, and they got, you see them. It was like a game shoot the drone out of the sky. And then they were using assault rifles that they got from somewhere. So you asked a very good question. Have they started to show up? I think you'll find that there's a ton of it already down uh, in our uh, our southern na- neighbor, you know, the border. I mean, yeah, well, they try to pass it off like, oh, that stuff is obsolete. But let's be honest. You know, the Apache attack helicopter, me, I might have had some electronic upgrades, but we've had that 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 unit around for a long time. It, it it was not made to go away in a week. Uh, those things are built to be around for a while. And from what I understand, that hardware that was there was new hardware. Yeah. You know, and they have Gatling so, guns on those things. Have you seen them? They'll get up. Yes. They'll get up uh, above a target and they'll nail it with a Gatling gun. And it, 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 uh, 
it, it just it it breathes fire on the target. It's 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 amazing. The flying dragon, yeah, it really and, is. And they have it in Mexico. I saw a video of it. They have it in Mexico. So, so where did they get that? Well, we 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 disabled all the helicopters. Oh, you took the keys. Hey. See. If you can hotwire a car, you can hotwire a helicopter. Exactly, exactly. And by the way, Bill, I think we—they had the keys. You know, they didn't bring the—they—they they didn't put the keys on the plane. Trust me. Joe has lied about everything. Yeah. You, you, well, well, he lies. I think he lied about the presidency. I don't think he's a legitimate president. You know, and that's well, why I, I think I think I don't think Trump, as as well-meaning as he is, I don't think. He has a snowball's chance in hell to win in 2024 if they don't fix the corruption. As long as the other guys own the way to cheat, then Trump is not going to win anymore. He wasn't supposed to win in 2016 because they miscalculated. Right. Look, if if you own the monitoring system, the, the, the tattletale system that will tell on you, because uh, it, it's not going to tell on me if I own that system, but it will tell on you, Jim, because I own the system, right? And I'm gonna I'm gonna keep you under its thumb. Uh, and I'm talking about the news media. I mean, uh, look, what have we heard all along, Hillary? Well, first we heard that you know Russia, 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 uh, Trump's tax, 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 all the illeg- illegalities. Well, the bottom line is, you know, and they're going well. There's not a lot of information in here. Well, it's funny I should mention that because. Joe and his tax returns, and he sat there and said, I'm being transparent. He put his taxes up there for 2016, 2017, even 2018. Now, that was up. And he goes, yeah, I'm transparent. Well, he shouldn't have done it because what he what he did was expose himself. The lie about the, the Delaware home that uh, Hunter was paying $50,000 rent. Joe wrote it off as $15,000 rent for office space. Right. Uh, so, you know, that brings up a lie. He made, after being vice president, he made millions upon millions upon millions. Oh, did I say upon millions of dollars in income? But nobody knows where that came from, you know? And he had a lot of different, you, you know, know. it's a simple thing, Bill. It's a simple thing. If a job pays 190000 or 200000 a year, the job, and you have mm-hmm. no other official source of revenue... How do you become a millionaire? Well, he became a millionaire. He owns a lot of properties. And uh, then all of a sudden, just before it came out about the documents, and oh, by the way, now, now they're telling us that, well, there may be more documents. We really don't have an exact count. You know, they've been going, well, they found a page here. Oh, two pages there. Oh, well, there were 10 pages here. Now it turns out they're going, well, we really don't know how many documents were in what we reported. Plus, there's probably more out there. So they've been trying to cover up for dear old Joe. But his taxes, they realized it was a tell-all. So they took him down before the, uh, well, before the uh, the midterms. But what they don't realize is once you post something, everything on the Internet is, it doesn't go away. Yeah. And they also, before the midterms? They knew about the documents. They knew, and they kept a lid on it. So they covered it up. And then, you know, he got Look at what the Department of Justice is doing. They said 
they, they didn't send in a FBI squad to inspect and watch the lawyers who were looking for the uh, classified documents Well, because they didn't they need say, to. Yeah. And didn't they say a week ago, well, yeah, the lawyers, when they found a classified document, they saw it was classified. Well, they didn't look at it. They just Say again, Bill, I, I lost you. I lost you, Bill. No clarification on that. Okay, I lost you for a second. Let's uh, pick it up from uh, didn't they say, okay? I don't know what just happened. Well, Your went, default uh, speaker has changed to headphones. That has to be a glitch online. Okay. Um, I, I don't know what I, I said before. You said, we said, well, didn't they say, didn't they say, uh, is it, oh, gosh. I think it was a, uh, okay. I'll just go back and pick up the story. But, you know, they, they talked about uh, the, the attorneys. The attorneys didn't touch the documents. No, 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 no. When they saw it was classified, well, they just turned them in and said, we found these documents. We didn't do anything. Now, come to find out, uh, you know, the DOJ gave them a pass. And yeah. these attorneys read those damn top secret, secret documents. So the DOJ, you know, was covering up. The Biden administration was lying, and these trustworthy attorneys were lying through their teeth, too. So we're not getting the full story on this, and they're already saying, well, you know, there might have been a few more documents there than what we really knew. You know what they're not saying? They're not saying that Trump, when they went into Mar-a-Lago, the documents they found were in a safe. They were in a locked safe. They were secure. They were protected. Biden's were were in the garage, in a box, in a box. by his yeah. Uh, my vet, my vet, and and my vet was there too. I mean, you know, you think I'm going to let anybody steal my vet? Oh, those documents. Who the hell cares? Firewood. You know, they but, haven't explained that the period between 2016 and 2017, when there was no Penn Biden Center, where were the yeah, documents? Well, they then? haven't explained what gave him the clearance to have those documents in the first place because. There is no constitutional legal right that he had to have them in his possession ever, 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 and take them out of the White House. But he did. And they were willy-nilly just left in different places, you know, like a toddler leaves toys gathered all around. You know, they were just haphazardly left around. And that Delaware residence, you know, that they're talking about, that where they found the things by his, uh, his vet. Well, you know, with that, with that residence, uh, he said the reason that, what was it? That it was, uh, uh, there were no logs, you know, they, they want to know if, yeah. if you know, the yeah. visitor logs. They'll call a log. Well, no we didn't log. keep yeah. a visitor log there because it was not an official residence. And what the hell was it? Listen, he's got an what answer. He's got an answer for everything. He really does. He's got an excuse and an answer for everything. And unlike what they do to Trump, the media just takes it. Okay, that's your answer, fine. With Trump, they persist. They go after him. They dig. They get nasty. They they're, they're, uh, they don't believe ever that he's saying the truth. But with well, Biden, they just take it on face value. The story that the media was saying about Trump and his taxes and saying, well, what's he hiding? What's he hiding? Apparently, corporate tax returns from any businessman 
looks exactly like Trump's, and they're more his is more transparent than uh, Biden's. Biden's actually says less than his, but exposes a lot of money coming in that could be from dark sources. And at a time that he was getting, we know he got dark money. So, you know, the media needs to straighten up because you know what? In my mind, and I could be wrong on this, but that makes them a, an accomplice to a crime. Let me tell you something. The uh, You talk about dark money and uh, things like that. People say, well, that's conspiracy theory stuff. No, actually, if you want to know who's probably sending a lot of the dark money, uh, look in Davos, Switzerland this week, and you'll mm-hmm. probably find a lot of the people who are donating to the cause, so to speak. Um, I want to play for you. If you think that we're kidding about uh, a global change, globalists changing the world, I want you to hear what right. John John Kerry said yesterday uh, in his talk. Listen to it. This is John Kerry, former senator and now environmental guru who flies around the country. And when you start to think about it, it's pretty extraordinary that we, a select group of human beings, because of whatever touched us at some point in our lives, are able to sit in a room and come together and uh, actually talk about saving the planet. I mean, it's so almost extraterrestrial to think about, quote, saving the planet. And if you said that to most people, most people, they think you're just a crazy, tree-hugging, lefty, liberal, you know, do-gooder, whatever, and, and there's no relationship. But really, that's where we are. Wow. Isn't that amazing? A bunch of people can get together in a room and, and change the world, you know? It's extraterrestrial. Yeah, you're from another planet there, John. Yeah, and he flew there on a private jet, mm-hmm. you know, and a private jet that dispenses so much pollutant. One of, uh, one of they say, between one and 2,000 planes, by the way. They, they haven't given a specific figure. So they're hypocrites. They yeah. just proved it. And he is the poster child for hypocrisy. And they talk about wanting us to eat bugs. This is what well, they want to do. But, but well, you know what? Let's let's but, get a bunch of bugs. But you know what they were up, you know what they were eating. Them. You know what they were eating in Davos? Steaks. Steaks. Prime yeah. rib, steaks, the best foods that you could possibly imagine. They, you know, they had the best cheese. They were in Switzerland for Pete's sakes, right? They had uh the best cheese, the best of everything at Davos. And they're talking about feeding you and me bugs. And like, mm-hmm. I think their motto was, you'll have nothing and like it. That's what they say. You'll have nothing and be happy. Well, I wish them all a severe case of gout. <laughs> Eating all that cheese and all that meat, uh-huh. gout to them. Well, they are, and they're serious, by the way. They are very, very serious. Uh, Again, Klaus Schwab, when he opened up yesterday, here's what he said. Oh, boy. Evening. And a very cordial welcome to the annual meeting 2023. I express this cordial welcome on behalf of the Board of Trustees and my colleague, Borge Brent, is the president, and all the members of the management board, as well as all 
the people who are here to make your stay here enjoyable and productive. We couldn't meet at a more challenging time. We are confronted with so many crises simultaneously. What does it need to master the future? I think to have a platform where all stakeholders of global society are engaged. Governments, business, civil societies, the young generation, and I could go on, I think is a first step to meet all the challenges. What does it mean to master the future? <laughs> I mean, think about that for a second. To and he says it, it had to have a platform for all the stakeholders. By the way, we're not there, so we're not stakeholders, mm -hmm. obviously. We're just, we're just pawns in the game that they're playing. They mm -hmm. want to take your car away, your gas car away. I heard this this morning. They want to not just take fossil fuel away, but they want to stop concrete companies from making concrete. They want to stop steel companies from making steel. They want to take away big industries that they say pollute the world. Yavon, mine here. And they want to put you, Bill, not in a nice house somewhere, some, a dream house. No, no, no. They're going to put you in a little cubicle somewhere, in a stack of cubicles, and you'll live there and you'll like it. They will take away your property. They will take away everything, your domiciles, everything. They will sit there and get those ship storage crates and turn that. You, you live in that crate. That's yours. Yeah. Trust me. You share it with two other families. Trust me. They won't give up a damn thing. <laughs> I'm talking you know, about. You've got a World Economic Forum of these, these elitists. Mm -hmm. Why can't you sit there and have the average guy forum? And we sit there and start making policies well, that be, we want to put. We'd do it in a different way. First of all, do they have to fly off to Davos, Switzerland? No, they no could do, we could they do, they do it via it. Zoom until That's they shut exact, down the internet. That's exactly right. We could do it with Zoom. And we would do it with Zoom. You know, and the, actually, you know, that's not a bad idea. Sit there and create a group, and we have a Zoom forum, and anybody can be in attendance, and you have set speakers, and we talk about things that are important to mankind and to the human population, and screw the elite. Yeah, but you know what they'd do? They'd they, shut us down. They would shut shut us down. They would call us terrorists. They would call us radicals. They would, they would name, call, and they would make us appear to be uh, enemies of uh, the United States. Heck, if they could, they probably would arrest us. Well, they would go back to uh, Sheila Jackson there of uh, Texas and take that amendment, that bill, and push it forward because of the conspiracy. They're talking, uh, they're talking against us. We have to shut them down. You know, they haven't... We have to shut them down. This is not t new Do conversation. So. These people have been around doing this Davos thing. Bilderberger, yeah it's, yeah, it's gone down through the ages. Yeah, well, this is David Attenborough. He's a, uh, he's a broadcaster. He's a politician. He's a bon vivant. He's 96 right now, I think. He's still with us. Uh, but this was David Attenborough speaking at the 2019, okay, that's four years ago, 2019 
uh, World Economic Forum. And I want to play this for you because I want you to see where it's progressed and how it, they haven't changed their, uh, their goals, their thoughts, and their dreams. They really have been working on this for quite some time. This is David Attenborough, a globalist. Global businesses, international cooperation, and the striving for ideals, these are all possible because for millennia, on a global scale, nature has been largely predictable and stable. Now, in the space of one human lifetime, indeed, in the space of my lifetime, all that has changed. The Holocene has ended. The Garden of Eden is no more. The only conditions modern humans have ever known so far are changing and changing fast. It's tempting and understandable to ignore the evidence and carry on as usual, or to be filled with gloom and doom. But there is also a vast potential for what we might do. We need to move beyond guilt or blame and get on with the practical tasks in hand. If people can truly understand what is at stake, I believe that they will give permission to business and governments to get on with the practical solutions. And as a species, we are expert problem solvers. But we haven't yet applied ourselves to this problem with the focus that it requires. We can create a world with clean air and water, unlimited energy, and fish stocks that will sustain us well into the future. But to do that, we need a plan. What we do now and in the next few years will profoundly affect the next few thousand years. I look forward very much to the discussions and insights that will go on here this week. And I thank you again for this very great honor. Thank you. That's David Attenborough from the World Economic Forum in 2019. If you're wondering who he is, he's a broadcaster, a politician, an author, and the brother of Richard Attenborough, who was a famous film director, gave us a lot of good movies, but part of the upper echelon, the upper crust in England, if you, if you, uh, don't mind me saying so. He he's uh, and they're talking about how they can change the world and how make it a better world and all of the things that that uh, they're all nice and touchy feeling things, but they they don't really have an effect on them. They have an effect on you and me, the average schmuck out here in uh, in the U.S. of A. or in well, uh, not just the U.S. of A. but in England, in Germany, France. You know, I have a twisted mind, and, and as as I'm sitting there listening to that and thinking about today and what's reality, uh, we know now that the ozone is closing up again and climate change is BS because it's mending itself, and that was reported last week, and that's true. So that means all this thing, all these things they're talking about is BS. But the one thing that they have in common, everything they're talking about requires money. 
These guys are nothing more than the fuller brush man knocking at your door or the vacuum cleaner guy knocking at your door or the street barker, you know, coming in. I'm starting to think of uh, uh, Emerson, Lake and Palmer, Carnival number nine. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. It's the same old song and dance, you know, that they're trying to, to sell us. And it's all about giving them more power and more of your money because they're here to help us. And anybody that's here to help us is here to screw us. If you talk, reality. if you talk about overpopulation, right? They talk about overpopulation all the time. I was listening to somebody talk about this, and and they said, "Look at if you took all of the people in the world and put them shoulder to shoulder, mm-hmm. they might fill up uh, a a medium sized state in the United States. If you took all of the human beings in all of the world, put them shoulder to shoulder, you might." fill up a medium-sized U.S. state. That means there's a lot of empty space out there, folks. And if you don't believe me, someday take a trip down to the southwest and look out over the Grand Canyon or uh, or Zion National Park or some of these other uh, Yosemite. You know, look at that, mm-hmm. Yellowstone. And there's a lot of free space out there, but they want you to believe that we're crowding each other in and destroying this world, and we're not. Like Bill said, it's the ozone is is healing. I say healing itself. I would I would uh, venture to say that it's a natural cycle, and it is. It prob- is a natural is, cycle. Yeah, it has probably done this for centuries since the beginning mm-hmm. of of uh, mankind, or beginning yeah. of the world, actually. You know, and if they're if they're talking about well, you know, we're outgrowing the planet. We're not outgrowing the planet. If there's anything that we're guilty of is that we don't manage the resources and assets we have. Uh, I'm basically talking about uh, our cities. You know, we'll let something rot and go to hell in a handbasket. Well, we got to go annex some more property and build something new. Or they tear down what is there, and then they sit there and they build something new and fancy. And the people that are living there that are struggling to get by, they're ousted, you know, and we need to sit there and get this under control to where we utilize what we have. We maintain what we have and nobody is put out to the streets. We could do that, but no, this is not about that. This is about taking care of the elite. I have a list here of the, uh, of the American representatives to this, uh, confab in switzerland and i want to read it to you because maybe you'll recognize the name john f uh, carey special Mm, presidential envoy uh catherine or is it catherine i'm sorry catherine ty united states trade representative marty walsh martin j walsh secretary of labor why he's there i don't know samantha power administrator u.s agency for international commerce uh Averill Haynes, U.S. Director of National Intelligence. Why is the Director of National Intelligence in Davos? Would someone tell me that? And if you can answer that, would you tell me why Christopher Wray, the Director of the FBI, is over in Switzerland hobnobbing with these people too? Brian Kemp, Governor of uh, the State of Texas, is there, Republican. Christopher Coons, Senator from Delaware. Daryl Issa, congressman from California, Republican. Gregory Meeks, congressman from New York. Gretchen Whitmer, governor of the state of Michigan. Why is she there? J.B. Pritzker, governor of Illinois. James Risch, 
senator from um, from Idaho, Joe Manchin, senator from West Virginia. Would you tell me why the senator from West Virginia is hobnobbing with these rich elite snobs in Davos, Switzerland? What's his reason for being there? Kirsten Cinema well, because he's a Democrat. Could be Kirsten Cinema, senator from Arizona. Uh, Maria Cantwell, senator from Washington. Maria Elvira Salazar, congresswoman from Florida. She's there, uh, a Republican, by the way. Mike Gallagher, congressman from Wisconsin, a Republican. He's there. What the mm-hmm. heck is he doing there? Gosh. Uh, Mickey Sherrill, congresswoman uh, from uh, New Jersey. And Seth Moulton, congressman from the state of Massachusetts. Those are the people who are there doing God knows what for what purpose I haven't got a clue. Yeah. Starting to sound like a Bohemian Grove gathering or something. It you know? does, doesn't it? Doesn't yeah, it? that's exactly what I'm thinking about. I'm going like, yeah, what time do they go out and they 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 put the the, the whatever owl. it is. The, they, yeah, they put the owl out, light the fire. They go, yeah. They do their they, they, weird they, satanic they, prayers. They they dress up in their their garb. They have a certain garb that they all wear. It's almost like a yeah a hoodie with a. Uh, it looks it looks satanic, Bill. It does absolutely. Yeah, if you don't know what the Bohemian Grove is, and I know you're going to see an Alex Jones thing because that's actually what made him famous, but it's a true thing. It's out in California, close to San Francisco, I yes, do believe. Yes, it is. It's a, it's a private, secluded area, very nice area, but you can't get in. Uh, they have armed guards, and it's yes. only the elite. And some of the names that were there, well, you would make your well, head spin. George Bush? Yes. The first was there. Reagan was Ronald there. Reagan. I was just going to say it. Ronald Reagan was there. You know, sometimes you look at the story and you think, boy, are we being manipulated? Holy smokes, are we being manipulated? You don't know who to trust anymore. You really don't. Well, you got to wonder, you know, yeah, do we, you know, is it all a game or is it somebody that's going that you, you trust? And maybe they're there because they're going, oh, the only way that I can do anything is I got to appear to be a part of the game. Well, See, but we don't know that. But when we discover something like that, the flags go up, and they should go up. And, you know, if you don't know what Bohemian Grove is, you should look it up. Yep. And then look at the World Economic Forum. And then go, ooh, and well, what is the World Economic Forum? Well, look up at the Bilderberger Society. Yes. And then you start getting back to the, the boy Illuminati stuff. And the Illuminati. The Illuminatis. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you... you this, it all connects. And this is not new. This is not something that's just started in the last 10 or 15 years. This has been going on, some people believe it's been going on for centuries. It There's has. been a, a deep state in some form for centuries. And, hey, you know what? Bad things happen to the people that accidentally stumble across it. Uh, and... You know, there there was a famous story, the tentacles of the octopus. They came out of where you live, uh, and the people to this day from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, they don't want to talk about it because one of their brothers was mysteriously dead overnight, you know. So well, uh, you got to be careful with what you, you mess around with. Well, they are— Evil forces out there. They are there. They do exist. 
Like Bill said, mm-hmm. just go online, uh, look up Bohemian Grove uh, video. Go to YouTube. You'll see the video that Bill's talking about. Uh, he tried to get in. Jones did. Uh, they had. I guess you got some footage. There's a stream that goes through the area, a river or something mm-hmm. like that. And he tried to go up the river uh, at nighttime to sneak in, and I guess he got caught, uh, and they escorted him out. But they escort you at gunpoint. They yeah, they, they don't. And, they take it very seriously. And if you're going, well, Alex Jones, blah blah blah, you're a conspiracy. Uh, what's that fellow's name that does a podcast? Started out smoking the dope, man. You know, getting oh, real cool. Rogan. Rogan, yeah, yeah. He has a piece on it, and he used some of the old Alex Jones video. But and I think they sent somebody there too, and he had a big piece on that. It's all over YouTube, so it is real. It does exist. Let me um, let, let's explain for the people again who don't know about this Bohemian Grove. Like Bill said, it's outside of San Francisco, and they in this grove. They've got like a 75-foot-tall wooden carved owl. Mm-hmm. And they put, I, get, I guess they have a fire around the base or something, and they have speakers who, who will speak uh, in front of the owl to the group. Right. It, I think it's all guys, though, Bill. I think it's all guys. I don't think there's any, any women. Yeah, well, the women yeah. have to go on. They, they're there, but they go off and shuffle aside, which is interesting Going back to the World Economic Forum, because you have guys and gals there, but you're only hearing from what I've heard in the audio from the men. You know, and I'm like going, wow, this is kind of weird. Have you noticed that? You know, uh, what's his name? Stelter, Brian Stelter, that uh, disgraced uh, CNN anchor uh, who was unceremoniously relieved of his duties about three months ago. He's over there at uh, the World Economic Forum. He's, Why? He's hosting a panel on disinformation. Yeah. Yeah, well, he would know about it. Yeah, that's true. He would know all about it. So, look, we're, we're being, I, I've said it a while back, you know, life is a stage, and unfortunately, uh, we're talking about the directors of the play that we're seeing. It's, it, it's a show, and that it's for our eyes only, and they're misleading us, friends. You know, it's it's like we're being, you know, we're following the trail of cheese. Where are they leading us? That's true. It's like we're, we're mice in a maze, you yeah. know, and, and, and they're playing their little games and laughing at us when we get stuck at uh, a dead end. You know, we're just trying to live our lives as best yeah. we can, and they, these evil People, <laughs> I almost said something I would have regretted. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. You, evil, I would have said it. These you, evil people, <laughs> these evil people, Bill. They, they just can't let you lead your life the way you want to lead it. They're not. Well, they want to they, they take your gas stove. They want to take your gas car. They want to change your life, essentially, from a life that you've led uh, for the past since you came to this planet, since you were born. born. They want to change it, so you're you're falling in line with their routine. You know, I was thinking they want to take the gas stoves away. We talked about this. They're going to want to take away the gas furnaces, houses mm. that are heated with gas. There'll be a problem next, and they'll have to go through a complete change of their heating systems in order for them to comply with the standards of this 
uh, elitist organization that's trying to run your li- your life. Uh, I could go on. <clears throat> Excuse me. I could Dry go air. on and on. Uh, it's 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 sad. Uh, you know, I feel bad for my grandkids. Oh, I do too. I feel bad for my grandkids and uh, and their kids if they even have the opportunity to have their own children and be grandparents themselves. Because uh, apparently, you know, there's something that's going on. You know, you got people dropping dead at young ages now in their 30s. I know. Uh, You've got uh, men can't produce, well, sperm anymore. Uh, Women aren't fertile anymore. And what has changed? Most of these young people were compliant when it came to the vaccines. They got their shots. They got their three or four shots. But a lot of what's gone on is the food that we eat, that we've been told, oh, it's good for you, you know? It's nature's best, or whatever it is, you know? And I I think I just sullied a brand name that I shouldn't have sullied, but I'm just saying I was using those words as an example. Right. What apparently is good for us is not good for us. Well, they, you know, they're going to so, want you to eat uh, eat uh, worms and, and beetles and uh, things like that in the not-too-distant future, and they're going to make it very tasty. They're telling you, don't worry about it. You'll like it. Well, well you know, I was just thinking, somebody ought to stop by a bait shop sometime, that's, uh, a cook, you know, for like the World Economic Forum, and get about three or four buckets of crickets and three or four buckets of worms, take them and run them through the meat grinder, and then put all the seasonings in. Make a couple of patties there, put them on the griddle, and then there you go, man. Oh, yeah, this is the best steak in town. Yeah, steak l- burgers. Listen, 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 folks. What to feed our ever-expanding world? Insects. They could feed the world. Healthy. They're full of polyunsaturated fat, protein, and micronutrients. And sustainable. Insects will be a mainstream protein alternative. Too nervous? I'm right there with you still. Wait for a taste. That's delicious. It is gastronomy in the highest form. Edible insects on Nova. You know? These these people have no shame. (laughs) They They really don't. And then fiction becomes reality. Yes. Remember the movie Soylent Green? Yes. They're what was humans. Green? They're humans. <laughs> and there's a there's there's somebody out there pushing now that we should take the dead. That's true. Process them, and yes. we eat our own. You think we're kidding, folks? We're no, end, we're well, not. This is this is what Bill just said. Reminded me of a story that came out just a few days ago. I think about two weeks ago. Yeah, they're trying to create uh, a situation where instead of burying bodies or cremating bodies, they recycle them into food. You could be eating Uncle Charlie. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You know, there's a lot of lines in that statement right there. I'm going to leave every damn one of them alone. I think that's a good thing. Let's end the show with that, all right? But uh, think about that for a second, friends. Forget the bugs. You could be eating humans. Yeah, but you know, you know, hey, Grandpa, did you leave me in your will? Yeah, no, my... but I'll be with you forever. <laughs> oh, no, I, I had something for breakfast that gave me indigestion. Uh, anyway. Um... That'll give you gas. <laughs> hey, folks, have a great day, Bill. By the way, if you want to contact us, our number is 833-538-7868. Uh, we're looking for the right sponsors. So if you are an advertiser and you want to reach the many 
thousands of people who listen to the program around the world, uh, this might be a good platform. You can call us at that number, 833-538-7868. You can also uh, reach us uh, via the uh, interweb, mail at itsanotherday.com, mail at itsanotherday.com. Also, mail at crnamerica.com. The one thing I will ask you to do, you know, we get a lot of feedback from people. Oh, yeah, love your show. We need you guys. Forrest Helmick out in Fresno, California. He goes, I love you guys. And I know Forrest from many years and because I grew up in California. Yeah. And I'm not going to sit there and say what his political Hey, obviously he's were, a man of great taste if he's listening yeah, to our program. He's uh, listening all the time and... And saying, you guys are great, so there you go. He's Forrest. one of us. That's is, Yeah, it, he's one of us. He's a nice guy. Hey, I, we, too. I, I got a, a nice lady named Denise who listens to us all the time out in Connecticut, and she's a, a, a big regular listener. We appreciate Denise, too. And, yeah, uh, and you Ken, know what? We don't mention the names. We have thousands yeah, of them. I can think of Every once in a while, we'll throw them out there, but, you know. Yes, Karen. She's a, yeah. a regular listener. I'm not going. We don't give last names because we don't want to put you in a tough situation if one of your cohorts is listening. But uh, yeah. we have a lot of people around the world listening to our program. If you don't believe us, listen to the uh, uh, promo that we run at the end of each episode, and you'll get a, a figure that we got recently, and it's uh, it's amazing. It's, it's tongue in cheek, but then again, it was it, it was a real it, it was a real search, and I'm sitting there going, "Well, that's no, no, it's interesting." Not, the facts are <laughs> the facts aren't tongue in cheek. That's the thing we got to. The, maybe the, our presentation is lighthearted, but the facts are real. The numbers that we got were real. We didn't solicit them. We didn't create them. We didn't make them up. They were given to us, and yeah. it was it's it's. It's unbelievable. Anyway, folks, have a great day, Bill. Uh, enjoy your day uh, with a little bit of luck. We'll do it again tomorrow. I'm going to the doctor today. Oh, no. Well, uh, you know, what, what do they say? Uh, I got good news and bad news for you. Well, you know, the last time I went in for my regular checkup, he said, you know, you're perfectly normal for a man in your condition. I took that as a positive sign. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, pal. <laughs> Adios. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com, and this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know, seems like a lot, seems like a lot to us too, but it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day, and tell your friends about It's Another Day. Dot com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>